Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1412, Tackling Tendinitis, Four Tips to Take Care of Your Tissues, by Kate Galliott of TheUnbreakableBody.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Wednesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from popular health and fitness blogs to help you optimize your health, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, the post I'm about to read to you definitely hits home with me. You might remember me sharing a story of my experience with tendinitis in my left elbow. I just wish I had some of Kate's tips back then. I would probably have recovered even faster. Now, before I get to today's article, let's not forget that it's Wednesday, and like I do every Wednesday, I wanna share a bit of inspiration with you. So here we go. Quote, There is an entire section in bookstores called self-help, but what we really need is a section called help others. Simon Sinek. All right, now that we're in the right frame of mind, let's get to today's post and start optimizing your life. Tackling Tendinitis, Four Tips to Take Care of Your Tissues by Kate Galliott of TheUnbreakableBody.com. I've been working with a client who was dealing with an elbow tendinitis type issue. They have made amazing progress and I'm quite proud of them. So today, I'm sharing some of the behind the scenes of our work together. Whether you've had golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, or some other tendinitis type issue, you know how frustrating they can be to figure out. I hope this article helps you improve how you approach tendon care. Tendinitis issues, a real sticky wicket. I picked up the phrase sticky wicket when I was studying abroad in college at Cambridge, England. One of its meanings is a difficult or unpredictable situation. This is a perfect phrase to use when discussing tendon inflammation issues. They can be tricky, finicky, and slow. Progress is often slower in tendons than in muscles, and inflammation in the area can make sending signals to the tissue result in inconsistent responses. Signals are things that tell your body something and to which your body will respond. Any action or inaction is a signal to your body. 
sometimes things feel okay. Other times, they feel terrible. The best way to deal with a tendon issue is to avoid developing one in the first place. But sometimes things happen. In that case, the next best thing to do is press pause on whatever you were doing while you investigate what's going on, while it's still a minor issue. That way, you can head it off at the pass before it becomes a bigger issue. Investigating might simply mean resting from the activity and then having more recovery time between bouts of the activity that flared up the tendon issue. Or it might mean stopping the activity altogether and consulting with a clinician or coach who can help you get on an appropriate program. Perpetual reminder. See a doctor for things that cause pain to ensure it's not something more serious before taking on your own training program, whether solo or with a coach. How do I avoid a tendonitis issue? Here's a quick but not exhaustive list of reasons someone might develop a tendonitis issue. One, overuse issue. You do too much for what your tissues can tolerate and you surpass the zone of tissue homeostasis where tissues can recover their best from whatever stimulus they received. Do this too often or too severely and tissue damage becomes more likely. Two, misuse issue. You use a technique to accomplish a movement that doesn't disperse forces as readily across your tissues and some tissues end up being used for actions they're not tolerant of. And three, other health issues. Tendons and all tissues need favorable conditions that you achieve through good sleep, a healthful diet, low stress, hormonal balance, and other health factors. My client was doing a program that was focused on using gymnastic rings as a training tool when his tendonitis developed. He had approached the program with intelligence. That is, he didn't go head over heels into the intensity without building up his readiness first. So how'd he end up with the tendon issue? Hard to say for sure what any one singular impetus is, but his assessment showed that some of his arm, hand, and wrist soft tissues and joints didn't have as clean of range of motion, control, or strength as I'd want for someone doing a lot of pulling and gripping especially. So we started with training to improve those things. I have tendonitis. What do I do now? Well, did you talk to a doctor yet? Remember, Rule out more serious stuff when you're experiencing pain. Second disclaimer, stuff on the internet is not tailored for you specifically. Use your own judgment when deciding on a course of action. Okay, with that aside, here are the basic ideas we followed as I supported my client in his efforts. Calm stuff down, build stuff up. Often attributed to physiotherapist Greg Lehman, the phrase is simple but carries a lot of action in it. Whether you're calming tissues down or building them up, what you're actually doing is managing a lot of biochemical and nervous system activity by way of sending particular signals to the body. The point of calming things down is to clear noxious stimuli in the area, allow inflammation to do its thing, and to downregulate the afferent nerve fibers that have sent info to the brain that has resulted in the creation of a painful sensation. The point of building things up is to make the tissues that are currently dealing with the issue and the tissues elsewhere that may factor into this particular tissue issue become stronger and more tolerant to the type of loading you want to put on them via whatever activity you want to do. In order to calm stuff down and build stuff up, my client and I included elements of each of these. One, 
lots of pain-free movement, plus low-intensity isometric contractions that targeted those arm, wrist, and finger tissues that were identified as suboptimal during my assessment based on my client's needs. This is the classic low-intensity, but lots of it, that so many people overlook because it's not quote-unquote hard. Resilient tissues don't develop because you beat them into submission with hard, sexy, or exciting stuff. Two, incremental buildup of the work volume and intensity we expose the arm, wrist, and finger tissues to. You can always add more, but you can't remove any if you put in too much. This notion comes from the culinary world, but it applies to physical training too. If you overdo it, there's no undoing it other than taking extra time to deal with the setback of symptoms that come from overdoing it. Conversely, if you do just the right amount, or maybe even underdo it, heaven forbid, you can always do a bit more tomorrow. I'd rather see someone's trajectory move steadily up over a period of time than see it rise more sharply up, but with drop-offs due to overdoing it that hamper their progress. Three. Address weakness or suboptimal movement that we're seeing in other tissues that may have some impact on what's happening at the elbow. This included building finger, hand, and wrist strength, improving shoulder movement, and improving ribcage and pelvic positioning. Which brings me to the last item. Four, listen to the body's responses to know how to adjust the signals you're sending. One thing I make clear to my clients is that body responses are informative. If you feel better, worse, different, or the same, that's all helpful. By tuning into how your body seems to be responding, you can make a smarter and more informed decision about what you'll do next. You are a living experiment, and you've got a number of dials you can turn to adjust the signals coming into your body so that you eventually land on the ones that give you the responses you desire. Take charge of your body care. I'm glad you listened to this article, but don't stop there. Talk to a medical specialist. Work with a certified coach. See each area of opportunity you face as a chance to become even more of an expert when it comes to caretaking for your body. After all, we don't call them problems here. You just listened to the post titled, Tackling Tendinitis. Four Tips to Take Care of Your Tissues by Kate Galliott of theunbreakablebody.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Looking back at my tendonitis issue, I can probably identify the root cause. Overuse. When I experienced this nasty case of elbow tendonitis, I was trying to get in shape really fast. Now, at the time, I was working at a desk job, not exercising, and dining out all the time because I would come home too tired to cook. Sure enough, around that time, when I went in for a routine physical at my doctor's office, my blood pressure and cholesterol numbers were way too high. So I wanted to fix those right away. As a result, I started working out with a buddy of mine. We committed to playing tennis once a week, strength training twice a week, and then I personally committed to swimming at least once a week, in addition to all of that. So basically, I went immediately from working out zero days a week to five days a week. Brilliant, right? Well, it definitely didn't help that when we were hitting the weights, we performed all upper body movements. We both agreed that training legs sucks, so we would just focus on chest, shoulders, back, and arms. That meant lots of bench pressing, shoulder pressing, bicep curls, you know, working all the vanity muscles. We'll combine that with swinging a tennis racket and swimming laps, which is mostly an upper body movement, and you've got the perfect recipe for elbow tendonitis, which was exactly what happened. Now, I tried to work through it and tried to stick to this crazy workout routine, and it only made it feel worse. So, after talking with my doctor, I was told I had to stop all of my activities unless I wanted to experience permanent damage. Thankfully, I did listen. Now, to this day, once in a rare while, I start to feel twinges of pain in my left elbow. But, as Kate said in today's article, I have learned from this experience. Instead of trying to push through it, I have learned that if I start to feel pain, I need to back off. My body is telling me I may be overusing this area again. In other words, it might be time to give my arms a break and perform some of those dreaded leg exercises. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.